This is an Area Code podcast. Hey everyone, Nick here. I just want to let you know that this podcast episode does contain explicit language. If that's something that you're sensitive to or you got kids around, just be aware. Also, feel free to blame it on Noah. I'm totally good with that. I do also want to mention that later in the episode, we talk about one Washington football team and their former team name. We recorded this episode prior to the change that was made this offseason. So just be aware of that when we when you get to that section. Thanks for listening to Feel for the Game. Hope you love it. It was like what I imagine the birth of my firstborn will be like. Oh. Like we are celebrating so hard. Guys, I have two children. It's not true. And I just want Noah to know it's hyperbolic that winning I a understand. Super Bowl is not the same as <laughs> it's better watching I know. your Thank wife you for give birth. Me that. This is Phil for the Game. I'm Nick. I'm Noah. And on this podcast, on Phil for the Game, we evaluate moments in sports history by how they made us feel, what they made us think, and if they changed the way we view life in general. Each episode, we'll talk through a specific moment in sports and ask three questions. What did the moment mean for the sport? How did the moment affect culture at large? And then lastly, how did the moment make us feel? You ready to ready to do this, Noah? Yeah, let's how talk you about it. Good? Going great. Okay. We were talking about your beloved Kansas City Chiefs today, so I'm sure that's got you in a good mood. It's always a good day to talk about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, Big Red, and their Super Bowl win, which is specifically what we were going to be talking about, is them breaking their 50-year drought of Super Bowl appearance and win. And yeah, like I, I was telling you earlier, I was 22 or 23 years old the first time I watched the Kansas City Chiefs win a playoff game. And I've been cheering for them my entire life. And they had really good teams in that span. And it yeah. took me 23 Priest, years Priest, to actually watch to them. Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes. What's up? Trent Green. Let's go. <laughs> also, Larry shout, out Johnson. To, shout out to Big Red, who uh, celebrated with a, a cheeseburger. I, I want to hear of another, a better way to celebrate. I guess just to start talking about it. So how did, specifically the Super Bowl moment, mm-hmm. right? Kansas City versus San Francisco. Yeah. Um, in Miami, 2019, Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Do you want to, I mean, maybe just talk about like the last drive or so. Yeah, so like, if you didn't watch, Chiefs were down, wasn't looking good. San Francisco has a had a phenomenal defense and Mahomes was struggling. You know, he had thrown back-to-back interceptions. There was first interceptions in the playoffs that year. Uh, but then he orchestrates a comeback, they take the lead. And then for me, the moment that sticks out the most is they get the ball back up three or four and they just need to get a first down maybe two first downs to really burn the clock to keep the 49ers from doing anything and instead Damian Williams who should have been Super Bowl MVP just like 35 yards to the house and scores like not the game winning touchdown but it's definitely the dagger like that is what it was like okay the game's over there's there's a minute left San Francisco is not going to score twice in the next minute and in fact Grappolo throws an interception in like the third pass of the game so to answer the question, what that does for the game at large is you see the Kansas City Chiefs, since Mahomes took over, the Chiefs decided we're going to put 
the quickest guys we can find around him. We're gonna load up on offense. Yeah. And they've shout come, out to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. You got Tyreek Hill. This year you had McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, you got Damian Williams, you had LaShawn McCoy. He didn't yeah. play at all in the playoffs, but you had him through the season. So they really just decided, you know, let's up the ante here. We're gonna get guys that are running four, you know, four two forties, four three forties. And Mahomes has a cannon. Let's just let him go. And, I mean, he's also pretty fast himself. Yeah, and, yeah, he could like yeah. He's such a he's good a passer and he's such an innovative passer mm-hmm. that you don't realize that he's a great runner as well. But right. and we cover all these very speedy players. Well, he can still beat us on the ground. And how that Super Bowl victory changed the so, sport. Real quick, for yeah. just an equivalent for maybe more basketball oriented minds, Kansas City is like the Golden State Warriors, right? Yeah. Like and they, Mahomes is the Steph Curry. Patrick Mahomes is Steph Curry. Golden State Warriors are the equivalent of Kansas City Chiefs. Just keep that in the back of your mind in terms of how Kansas City as a football team has kind of changed the, yeah. the way the NFL so, has played. So what it did is similar to, I guess, what the Warriors did when they yeah. won their first championship or this run of championships, you know, in 2015 was it validated their style of play. Their defense wasn't the best. The Chiefs, not talking about the Warriors anymore. The Chiefs defense wasn't the best. Kansas City went up against the best defense in the league, struggled for three and a half quarters, and then decided, oh, we're like a phenomenal offense. Let's just win yeah, the game. They, they and then they did. Like, yeah, they, they proved that, that if you have wrong. a high power offense, you're going to win. And now just one year, like the, the draft that happens two or three months later, you see in division rivals, the Raiders and the Broncos, they start loading up. They, they're drafting the fastest players they can find. You know, they know a fan tight end out of Iowa pretty quick for a tight end. You've got... Uh, Ruggs the second out of Alabama, who may have had the fastest 40 in the draft. See, you just see them loading up on these skill position players who are right. quick, hoping that their quarterbacks can even come to a fraction of what Mahomes is doing. So we haven't seen long-term what this for is sure. going to change yeah, it's, for the it's game. Recent. But if we continue the you know comparison to the Warriors, we start seeing teams like the Rockets and the uh, Bucks are Pelicans. really relying on yeah. three-point shooting because yeah. they saw... The Warriors go on a run. For sure. And now you're seeing, at least in the AFC West, the division the Chiefs are in, you're seeing the teams go, oh, they just won a Super Bowl. And that's like an innovative style. Yeah. We don't need Let's the biggest it. and baddest yeah. like defense. We don't need the biggest and bruising people like Derrick Henry. Yeah. We can just get a bunch of speedy little dudes, mm-hmm. let them run, Let's let them go it. wild and see what happens. So we have a little bit to see how much it will long-term change the game. But that Super Bowl is definitely a validation that that is a winning method. At the end of every question, we're going to score out of 10. So I, my mine is pretty simple for this one. I'm going to go about a 7 out of 10 in terms of how Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl has affected the sport. I think part of that is it's so fun to watch them play and mm-hmm. watch Patrick Mahomes run up and down the field and throw the ball all over the place. Definitely the offense carried them, and, it, and it's really it'll be interesting to see if that's a viable way of yeah. sustaining – winning in football so i'm gonna go seven out of ten because they're, they're fun yeah. i like it it, it, de- it definitely is affecting what other teams are doing but the verdict's kind of still out right? a little like, higher than i thought you were gonna go okay so i'm also gonna go seven ten because Ooh. of the long term oh my like, i want i should have gone lower if you it's were gonna okay. go lower i may have gone lower as well but yeah. i felt like i couldn't go lower than you but no, i want to i want to see how much it impacts especially because while the chiefs did build their offense like that they didn't neglect their defense. Mm-hmm. They they did some work on their defense to to patch some holes since they had lost in the cha- the AFC Championship game yeah. the year prior. So they didn't neglect the defense. 
but you can definitely tell that their priorities are let's make sure Mahomes yeah, has a line softest. to stay healthy and let's make sure that he's got players to throw to. You know, and they run the ball so sparingly compared to like the Ravens who just broke a lot of records. But sure. that's a whole other thing. Seven out of 10 for how it affected the sport, mainly because we need to see long-term kind of how it plays out. Second question on Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. How did, how did, how did that moment affect the culture at large? Um, I, I'll jump in to this one real quick, just because I, I feel like it, it's just for me, I'm not a, I'm not a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I'm a, I'm a Bears fan. I've been a Bears fan my whole life. So I have no, I had no emotional connection to the Super Bowl. Other than the reality that Patrick Mahomes is, um, I, he's mixed to be completely accurate, but he's black, right? Like he's a, He's a, he's a black quarterback. Those are few and far in between, right? And so for me, like, how does it affect the culture? It was really, really great to see a black quarterback win the Super Bowl. I think, I can't, I don't even know when the last time that happened. Maybe it, maybe it's never happened. There's been at least one, but I don't know. But to the, to the culture aspect of how this, this Super Bowl win affected society at large, like, I, I think it's, it's, now showing a whole generation of young athletes playing football that specifically black kids can can be quarterbacks, right? Like you don't have to play running back, wide receiver, uh, safety, cornerback. Like you you can play quarterback. Like largely, um, largely that position is dominated by white men. And to your point, like there are there were like award winning collegiate quarterbacks that won Heisman's and you know all these other awards and like broke all these records for their schools and they get to the NFL and people say, you need to become a wide receiver. You should be a running back. Yeah. Like look at Lamar Jackson. So we've had back-to-back -back black quarterbacks win the MVP, young black quarterbacks. So they're going to win a lot more. They're going to be around for a while. And Lamar Jackson coming out of college out of Louisville, people said, hey, you're probably going to be a better wide receiver. And he said, no, I'm a quarterback. That's what I am. And proved that he was correct. To your point, you know, hopefully that means that we're going to see more and more black quarterbacks coming out of college right. or even really getting the opportunity to play at college. Maybe even out of high school, they're being told, hey, you no, know, in college, you're actually going to be our wide receiver, our safety, right. our defensive right. back. So hopefully they guess continue to get the opportunity to prove like, no, I this is. I'm a quarterback. If you want me to play for your team, that's the position you are going to have me at. You know, you have Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Uh, and there's uh, there's others certainly. Yeah, those he, are, he won't start this year. You got Jacoby Brissett, Dwayne mm -hmm. Haskins, yep. Tua Tagovailoa. Like I forgot about Tua. Yeah, like we got plenty of you know black quarterbacks coming into the league right now, and that hasn't always been the case. And not that Mahomes is the one that started that because he's only been a starter for two years, but he was the one that was like, oh, okay, like. <laughs> He became the face of the league as yeah. a black. Like he was so talented that he transcended those those sort of racial limitations, right? And and became the face of the league, which kind of gets to the next thing that I wanted to say about how the the Super Bowl win affect culture at large. And it's kind of this like really interesting irony, right? Like the Kansas City Chiefs are playing the San Francisco Giants. 49ers. Excuse me. San Francisco 49ers. The team that Colin Kaepernick was quarterback of, I don't even remember when. Like, it's been so many years since yeah, he's been out of the league. 2013 was probably his last and, year there. And so this guy, 
essentially is sort of forced out of the league by the NFL because he chose to do a peaceful protest and uh, kneel for the national anthem. If you disagree and, with what Nick just said, this is not the podcast for you. <laughs> that is 100% facts. But also, please don't disagree with that because you don't have to. And Yeah, you're wrong if you disagree with that. And <laughs> Back to, um, yeah, Colin Kaepernick played for the 49ers, forced out of the league because he chose to pe- peacefully protest. And the sort of irony now is that Patrick Mahomes, the most recent Super Bowl champion, face of the NFL, been on Madden covers, like the dude has endorsement deals on TV all the time, face of the NFL is now in protests, uh, protesting publicly um, things like George Floyd's death, Breonna Taylor's death, right? All of these kind of um, Black Lives Matter movements. He He's a part of these. And now the NFL, so much so because of Mahomes' popularity and success, has come out in, with a statement basically saying that they apologize for the way that they handled previous po- and protesting. It, and even the NFL has said that they encourage teams to yeah. sign Kaepernick. Like they have had to come out and tell teams, like, we encourage Which I think is a marketing ploy, but still. I agree. <laughs> I but think it's like a, a PR move. The, like, hey, we, we want him back in the league. But, like, you, you don't. Absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah. But, like, the fact that they even came out and said that, marketing ploy or no, sure. would not have happened without, without what's happening. Without and you have like reaching level of success and popularity. Yeah. And what kind of spurred all that was you have always had these NFL players talking about these injustices. But then I don't know who put it on. I actually haven't seen like, I assume it was one of the players' ideas. And I think the first player in the video is Ezekiel Elliott. So maybe it was his idea. But there was that video circulating uh, on, on Twitter of a bunch of different NFL players saying the names of victims, and I can't remember all exactly what they said. But about halfway through, Pat Mahomes pops up and says that he is Tamir Rice. So that's what they were all doing. They were saying, I am George Floyd. I am Breonna Taylor. I am Tamir Rice. And he takes on the role in that video of Tamir Rice, uh, you know, the 12, 13-year-old. Kid. Kid. A child. I don't <laughs> I, care what. Age is irrelevant. It was yeah. a child. That's any other quarter, any other player is in that video. And Pat Mahomes isn't. NFL looks at it, maybe retweets it because it's a marketing ploy for them. But, but they, they don't change their they statement. Don't, they, don't, they don't issue statements. Right. They don't. The NFL saw that, oh, our guy, Pat Mahomes, is in this. We've got to do something. Yeah. Because we can't yeah. alienate him. He's our moneymaker. He's our State Farm guy. He's taken over for Aaron Rodgers at State Farm. He's got this freaking Huge. Heinz ketchup deal. You know, he, yeah. he's everywhere. They can't, they can't ignore him because he's, he's yeah. bringing the money in right now. So let's just, like, jump to the to the rank, the scoring, right? We could probably go on for, for a long time yeah. about it, but... We've said, I think, what we need to say. For me, it's a 10 out of 10. Like, I think if you if you can shift a an organization that has traditionally not been supportive of the majority of their employees, right? They're black athletes. If you can shift their the way that they see things on some of this racial injustice that's happening in America, I that's a win. And it's 10 out of 10 for me because, like, this is the most popular sport and league in America. I don't care who you are. If you are the face of the NFL, you're automatically a 10 out of 10 culturally because you're going to have, you know, you're going to have those endorsements. You're going to be on the cover of the video games. You're going to be known. You're going to touch just, the and culture it's just, in so And it's just ways. great that he happens to be a black quarterback. Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers is in that video, 
they don't care. It's just the, uh, it's just Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. At this point, it's even just Tom Brady probably. Yeah. Outside of Lamar Jackson <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes, a lot of the quarterbacks aren't going to get that response from the NFL. Pat Mahomes is going to get that response every single time, and he's using that platform well. You know. Okay. Last question. This is the one I care about the most because I'm really excited to hear what this moment meant specifically to you. At the end of the day, I'm not a Kansas City Chiefs fan, right? I'm a, I'm a huge Bears fan. I my, you know, I I I know what it feels like to lose a Super Bowl. I don't know <laughs> what it feels like to see, watch your team win one. So for me, it, it was just really cool to see Mahomes win it, man. Like he's the type of guy. I mean, we drew drew the equivalent to Steph Curry earlier, and. I mean, he's just really likable, and he's also the type of guy that you just want to be on, on his – you want to support him, right? Like, you want to root for him, and, and it's just cool that he's black with all of that uh, behind it as well. And so it's just cool to see the league um, kind of shifting at the quarterback position, and I think he's the leader of that. Lamar Jackson's right behind, Deshaun Watson. Like, it's just fun to watch these guys kind of ascend and redefine what – quarterback looks like in the NFL that's what it meant for me is just watching that and thinking like this is just cool it's it's cool representation at a position that hasn't had it for 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 a long time to answer our earlier question just I looked it up Mahomes became the third black quarterback to win a Super Bowl I feel really dumb because we talked we can mentioned we name the first two we you both of us can easily name the second one to win it and the fact that oh no Russell Wilson Oh no! We forgot about like. Gosh, that feels awful. Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl. What? So was the first one Ron, uh, Cunningham? Doug Williams. Oh no! Of that know. team over in Washington, I'm not going to say their name. While we're on that subject, briefly, I can't wait for the day that Kansas City finally changes their name. Just take out the part about not saying. No, no, we're leaving that in. No, we should take it out because we're because be, we're we're not doing it ourselves. We're literally yeah. openly talking about the Chiefs and not. We haven't mentioned. How problematic. We're mentioning it right now in the personal section. Oh, this is getting weird. I And we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. All I'm saying is, as a fan of Kansas City, change that fucking name. What are you doing? Like, how do we still have that issue? Washington, the fact that they haven't changed it is beyond me. The fact that theirs is in, blatant. The fact in baseball that Cleveland hasn't changed yeah, theirs both blatant, beyond me. Very blatant. Atlanta is kind of similar to Kansas City where you still have to do it, but they won't change it, I don't think, until Cleveland and Washington change, but, and, and just the fact that they haven't like oh, how this has, is awkward. How has the what Atlanta team are you talking about? The Braves. Oh man, forgot about the Braves. Yeah, like the fact if you're a commissioner of one of those leagues, you have to just step in and go. All right, guys, we're we're done here. This change a, change your name. This is a bad tangent. I this it's is not valuable. A, it is not a bad tangent. It is a good tangent, but it's off subject. Yes, let's veer back on course. What does this Super Bowl win mean to Noah? A whole hell of a lot. That's what it means. That's the short answer. So as you can tell, and as I've said, and as Nick has said, big Kansas City fan, like entire life, anything Kansas City, I'm a fan of. So we're, we're how, like, give us some backstory. Like, how did that start? Yeah. So my dad yeah. is born and raised in Kansas City. His formative years in there. He definitely like went to high school in the area. All my family still lives over there. Like mm -hmm. all of my dad's siblings, with the exception of two of them. And he's got seven, I think, all live in the Kansas City metro area. So we go there all the time to visit family, you know, go to 
go to games at Arrowhead. My cousin got married at Children Mercy Park where Sporting Kansas City plays. I go to Kansas Jayhawks basketball games. I try to go to at least once a year. Uh, for those listening, we are in central Illinois, which is why he is a Bears fan. And it's why he's wondering why I am yes, Kansas you, City sports. And just generally shaking my head at mentions of Kansas basketball. Kansas Jayhawks are the love of my life. Yeah. But, it's, but it's because my dad, because my dad's sure. from there. He's always been a Kansas City fan. He's always been a, a, a Jayhawk fan. He's all, you know, he's so always did had you, those. Did you watch the Super Bowl with your family or were you by yourself? Yeah, so I skipped out on some parties around here, drove down to my brother's house. He lives in the St. Louis area and watched it with both my brothers and my dad. Fun aside on the Super Bowl thing, Noah's texted me on the night of the Super Bowl that, well, first, like the week before the Super Bowl, you're like, they're going to lose. Oh, my goodness. Every time you and I talked, it was like, I'm just nervous for the Sunday. They're going to lose. I'm not ready for it. Like, and every single time I was like, they're going to win. And in my <laughs> head, what I, what I kept saying was the fact that they've even gotten here. Like, I just need to be like, it's been 50 years. Let, we got to the Super Bowl. That's step one. It's only Mahomes' second year of the starter. Next year, the year, that's when we'll win it. Yeah. I'm still not ready for them to lose this game. This is a week before the Super Bowl. And then on the night of the Super Bowl, you're texting me throughout yes. the game. Like, basically being like, yeah, this is over. Oh. Like, they're done. They're not That's how I watch it. every game. I, every if I'm, if I'm invested in a game, until my team wins at the buzzer, or in the clock at zero, until that moment happens, I'm convinced they're going to throw it away. Because I know all the bad things that they do. So I have those, like, they're just sitting in my head. I'm like, I've seen, I've seen this movie before. I know how this ends. And, like, the night of, I'm sitting there. I've got my wife sitting next to me. And I remember the first interception he throws. It, awful throw. I look over, I'm like, yeah. This over. That's third quarter. They're only down at that time a touchdown, I think. It's over. They just lost this what's, game. I mean, what's the vibe like in general? Just talk to me about the so, mo- so he had like, you walk here's into the, thing. the house. He had like a Super Bowl party. It was not just family. There were okay, there were friends there okay. as well. Most of them actually there were like they understood oh the Kirby's are fans of the of kansas city let's like we're and we're not actively fans of the 49ers so it's like i just have to control my environment whenever i'm watching a really important game yeah. for one of my teams you know oh, so the vibe of it is like, people are excited we're ready to have a good time yeah drinks are flowing i'm not drinking because i'm nervous as hell game starts and starts out okay you know it's a it's a it's a good game it's a fun game to watch first half ends 10 10 they score he throws the interception i look at Chrissy. This game's over. Oh my gosh. It's the third quarter, like three minutes to go, and I'm convinced they just lost the game. Get the ball back, throw another interception. And I'm immediately, that's at that point, it's like fourth quarter, eight minutes left or so. And I, if I didn't believe it at the first time, mm-hmm. I believed it at that point. That, that interception, I was deflated. You know, Mike, my dad is standing behind the couch near like the back wall pacing because, you know, the last time they won the Super Bowl, he was. 10 years old he's back there pacing so the interception i mean just a, a chorus of cuss words and just like the air sucked out of the room because we all just can't believe we watched the best quarterback in the league throw back-to-back interceptions in the super bowl like damn it we just i just drove two hours two and a half hours down here to watch these guys lose i can't believe it but then the the comeback starts and the big the biggest play is this like 45 yard bomb on like third and 15 to tyreek hill and he catches that. And, and what was so big about that was that the play before, 
with a long throw mm. that Tyreek Hill trapped on the ground. It was called a catch. They reviewed yeah. it and took it away. Yeah. And so yeah. we're all like, shit. The biggest play of the game for for Kansas City. Take him back. And they just got to Yeah. They're not going to be able to do it again. And instead, Mahomes just goes, oh, you're right. We're not going to be able to do that again. I'll just add 20 yards to it, and we'll be fine. And that's exactly what he fucking does. I don't understand it. Oh, sh- oh. maybe they're going to score here and make it a game. And sure enough, a couple plays later, they do. Then they get the ball back, and they score again. And holy shit, this, like, we were in like a fucking mausoleum two minutes ago, and now we're losing our minds because are they going to win this freaking game? Like, because another thing to keep in mind is they had two playoff games previous to that. Both of those games, they were down at least 10 points and came back and won. In the Super Bowl, they were down 10 points. In the span of five minutes, they're in the lead. They're winning with four minutes to go, whatever it is. And then they get the ball. Again, after holding uh, San Francisco, turning them over on downs after a couple of nice defensive plays. And then Damian Williams gets the ball, goes for that 35-yard run, touchdown. And that was never, we were like, oh, Kansas City has won. This game is over. We don't have to be nervous anymore. I mean, it was like what I imagine the birth of my firstborn will be like. Oh. Like we were celebrating so hard. Guys, I have two children. And it's not true. And I just want Noah to know. It's hyperbolic. That winning I a understand. Super Bowl is not the same as <laughs> it's better. watching your Thank wife you for give birth. Thank you it's for agreeing with me. Thank you for agreeing it's with me. It's mostly complicated. That it's better. What I'm saying is like. Is it better? Yes. It is it as pleasing to watch? No. Uh, we erupt. We are excited. I'm not going to get into a childbirth discussion. <laughs> we erupt. We get excited. We're hugging each other. You know, my dad is still pacing because he can't really believe that we had finally won. Uh, the I keep drawing a blank on his name, but the voice of the of Kansas City that like does all the radio broadcasts and stuff. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he's very famous for whenever they score being very electric and saying, touchdown, Kansas City. Like that's mm-hmm. how he says it. And my dad just kept saying it like it was just on repeat, you know, like a like a like a skipping uh, a record that's skipping, you know, and I guess that's kind of what I remember was just how excited we all were. And we're getting up and hugging each other. And moments later, I see my brother like, you know, just leaning forward on the couch, really focused on the game because he can't believe we just lost. I'm resigned. I'm leaning back. It's like I don't want to watch this game anymore. And now it's just a complete 180. And I've never watched a game that big with my family. Maybe like the sports that we played in high school when we won big games, we could kind of celebrate together. But we'd never seen our team and been all together mm-hmm. win a game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's no other game like the Super Bowl, but we've never seen them win that type of game. Just being in that environment of like, oh, these are the people that of anyone else can understand what I'm feeling. And like, this is the thing that we all share. We all share our love of Kansas City and Kansas sports because of our dad. And so like we get to sit there with him. And watch his team win. Yeah. You know, we get, to, we get to watch that with him. I mean, it's hard to explain, really. You know, then I get in the car because I rode down there with him. And just, like, we get to talk. That, that two hours just flies by because we're sitting there talking about every play. The impact and the power of being with the family and being able to watch something that has really connected us for years win the biggest game. Where does that moment rank in terms of best moments that you've had with your dad in your life? I mean, I would say, honestly, it's probably... I'm going to say number two. Okay. And the number one being, number one would be like, so when I was in high school, senior year, I was on a basketball team. We won the state championship. 
and that was a big deal for a small town. And just like after the game, sure. like him coming down to the court, just like the hug we had like after before or after we got in the medal and just like the excitement that's there. Cause that's something that I actually did. So we get to share like him teaching me how to play basketball, watching me throughout the years. And then in my last basketball game, being able to so like, that's probably the number one, but I mean, really the Chiefs game isn't far beneath it because it's similar. Like we did that since I was a child. He, he didn't teach me to play football, but we watched football together and really bonded over just sports in general. And that's them and, you know, KU are the two sports that we can really connect with and talk about. And now that I don't live at home, you know, we'll text about the games while we're watching them. And it's just like, as far as in person, that's probably number two behind me winning, like my team winning that basketball game. Uh, definitely an important memory and one that I'm glad I have just moving forward. And if they, if I watch them win the next five Super Bowls, that'll all be great. I'll probably watch all of them with my father as well. But like none of, nothing will touch that first one, like how important it was and how great it was to see our reactions and be just in that environment at that time. So it goes without saying it's a 10 out of 10 on the personal level. I fully expected that. I'm going to go um, five out of 10. Every episode, we're going to end with a song that we feel like kind of reminds us of the moment that we talked about or kind of reconnects us with it in some way. So obviously this is something that was really pivotal for you. So do you have a song? So this is what we'll end on. Before I do that, just to give a roundup of our scores, I was 27 out of 30. You're 22 out of 30. If you listen to this, please let us know what you're, uh, what you're thinking at on the same scale. You know, maybe you're at a 15, maybe you're at a 30, maybe you're at a zero because you think none of this matters. That makes sense. So out of 60, where are we land? 22 plus 27 gives us 40, 49 out of 60. 60. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's a good start. Yeah. I, feel I like good it. about that. I was struggling between two. I'm going to go ahead and just give two. One's kind of a joke one. And it, it comes from my love of Weird Al Yankovic. But the Ringer website, they put out a parody song of Take Me Home, Country Roads by John Denver called Pat Mahomes, Take Me Home. It's worth a listen. It's a real fun song. And the song to actually listen to that's like a quote-unquote serious song to set it aside oh from God. what i just yeah, said sure, sure. uh heart of a champion by st louis native nelly st louis no longer has a football team kansas city can adopt nelly as their own and just uh i think it really fits in with not only pat mahomes and the rest of those players with andy reed as the head coach because until then he was the most winningest coach to have never won a super bowl right and like show the determination and grit that he had to get through and finally plant his finally, flag you know. finally earn his cheeseburger finally earn that cheeseburger listen to heart of a champion by nelly you'll understand why the kansas city you'll feel all the things great. that noah has felt yeah because it even talks about meeting like seeing your parent after mm. you win a game so it's deep yeah great there's a feel for the game thanks for listening until next time bye kansas jayhawks are the love of my life Feel for the Game is an Area Code production. Produced and edited by Nick Thompson and Noah Kirby. Follow Feel for the Game on Instagram at Feel for the Game Pod. And to learn more about Feel for the Game and Area Code, visit areacodenetwork.com.
This is an area code podcast.